gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is March 25th, 2021, and this is episode 22, and this is going to be called Didn't I Tell Ya? Now, before I get into that, I just want to quickly say that I am, I've been, things have been changing in my life. Uh, I've been very tired on, because I start my work week from uh, on Tuesday, and I go work Tuesday through Saturday, and so recently I've had a good amount of coworkers leaving. So on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I've taken on a lot more responsibility. Not that that's a problem, uh, but I, I just, uh, I'm just really, really tired these days, days like this. So, but uh, that's not gonna stop me from continuing on. I'm gonna do what I need to do. So today we have some things to talk about. And you're gonna, uh, during, this, during this episode today, you're gonna hear some, uh, so, a couple subliminals from me today. Uh, and that's because you wouldn't believe me if I told you the entire truth about some certain things. So I'm going to have to show you folks bit by bit. And one day, you, you I'm just giving you guys the full picture slowly, one, one day at a time here. And you folks will get the bigger picture when it's all said and done. First thing I want to talk about is, you know, you folks know I talk about the mayor of Sacramento. Because I'm, I'm, I'm from Sacramento, California. And I like to talk bad about the mayor because he's a clown, you know. He's he's uh, he's pretty much at this point he's pretty much Ronald McDonald, okay? Pretty, we got a clown show and a circus running the city here. Why do I say that? Now, some episodes ago I told you folks about how, you know, some of the homeless died in the storm and things like that, and he was opening up facilities for those homeless folks to go ahead and um go into in the dead of night so that they could sleep in there and have shelter. All fine and dandy, but the thing is that they totally disregarded and showed absolute egregious negligence towards the people who pay to park in those garages. Like I said before, those garages are disgusting. It's just a filthy dump in there. The homeless, they leave trash everywhere. If you or me left tra- that much trash in there, we'd be, we'd, be, we'd, be, we'd be cited for littering. But these homeless folks, like I told you, they can do whatever they want. And so, this is a parking garage called City Hall Garage. It's on 10th and I in Sacramento. 10th Street and I, like Ida. Right there in the middle of the city by Chavez Park. Now, this is a parking garage that has EV spaces, like EV chargers for electric vehicles, like Teslas, Chevy Bolts, Volts, and things like that. You know, you've seen them. You, You absolutely know this stuff. And so, on Saturday, a homeless guy... You, well, he he was trying to use the EV charger in attempt in an attempt to charge his phone, and it started an electrical fire. He wasn't even arrested. If it was me or you, we'd be in jail for arson. It is ridiculous. This clown of a mayor puts these folks in this city hall garage, causes like hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage to the city hall garage that taxpayers are gonna have to pay for. And this guy doesn't even get in trouble. What if the people who paid monthly had damaged cars? What if the garage had burned down? But of course, it wasn't even on the news. And you couldn't even find it. I found out because I'm actually a public servant. And I heard about it when I got into work on Tuesday. The fire was on Saturday. And I drove to the building, to the uh, City Hall garage. 
It was closed off with caution tape. Nobody was allowed in. The homeless can do whatever they want, and they can even burn buildings with impunity. This is ridiculous. So the mayor is uh, Daryl Steinberg, mayor of Sacramento. His name is uh, his name now is uh, Ronald McDonald. He's a clown. I've never seen the movie It. I've never seen either of the movies It, but you know Pennywise. That's this clown here. Pennywise runs the city of Sacramento, and he's doing to Sacramento what Pennywise did to those children in those movies. So, I uh, I got my green tea here, because that's what I always drink whenever I'm doing my podcast. And we're going to move on to the next subject. So, quickly, Elon Musk says that his cars, Teslas, can be bought with Bitcoin, like I told you, uh, to buy Bitcoin. And he also said that when he gets that Bitcoin, he's not going to be transferring that Bitcoin into fiat currency. Now, fiat currency, you already know, is pretty much the American dollar, the Federal Reserve note. So why would he not transfer that Bitcoin into American dollars? I told you about this before when I told you about the truth, the truth about your money. I think it was episode 13. Now, I'm just going to say it again. Buy Bitcoin. Moving on. We have, uh, in 2020, Portland actually uh, voted to defund the police last year. And they did so. They actually had a surge of homicides. You know, and I, I find it, you know, it, it, it's, it's hilarious how when you, when you defund the police, the people who are actually stopping crime, crime surges, and they're just like, what happened? Well, what do you think happened? I got an article here from Fox News. It says, Portland mayor looks to refund the police with $2 million requests as homicides spike. But the council support is unclear. The mayor of Portland, Oregon, called for nearly $2 million in additional funding, citing a rise in homicide and violent crime. But members of city council were either mum or not fully committed on so, so far on whether they'll back the plan, according to reports. The request by second-term Mayor Ted Wheeler came Friday during his State of the City address, and three days after Wheeler condemned one of the latest killings in the city, the broad daylight slaying of a 42-year-old man in a city park on Tuesday. That could have been your father or your uncle. This quote here from Wheeler says, The city, the shooting was brazen and horrific. The city and its partners are working hard to prevent and reduce gun violence. It's a public health crisis that's harming our entire community. Well, guess who helps stop gun violence? The police. It says Wheeler's funding requests make marked a turnaround for Portland, which had been viewed as the epicenter for the defund the police movement in which liberal groups sought to divert public cash away from traditional police departments and into efforts such as mental health treatment and community development. You know, when you defund the police, you know who's hurt most when you defund the police? The black and brown people that you claim to care about. Because let's be honest here. The black and brown neighborhoods in the inner city aren't the greatest. And you need the police roving around. They actually, people, you know, the people in the inner city actually want more of a police presence. Believe it or not. So, there's that. So, defund the police, right? And then be surprised about how crime rises and just complain about it while you defund the police. So, moving on. Got more, got more stupidity out here. This is just ridiculous. Okay, I got an article from RobertsonReport.com, and, 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 and they cite uh, 
They cite the Epic Times, but I'm actually reading it from RobertsonReport.com. It says, Democratic senators backtrack after threatening to oppose Joe Biden nominees over the lack of Asian representation. I'm just going to go out here. I'm just going to go out here and say it. These people care more about how you look than if you can actually do the job. Oh, yeah, we have somebody doing the job. He's doing a terrible job, but he's but he's Middle Eastern, so it's okay. Uh, article says, Senators Tammy Duckworth and Maisie Hirono backtracked ever saying that they would not vote for President Joe Biden's future nominees except for diversity nominees because of the lack of Asian American representation in the cabinet. My thing here is that if I'm hiring people and I have a company... I don't care what you look like. If you can do the job, you're hired. If you're great at the job, you're hired. I don't care if you're black, orange, red, or blue. Okay? Man, woman, child, dog, cat, squid, octopus. So, it goes on and says, Two senators dropped their threats to veto Biden's picks after the White House promised a senior-level Asian Pacific Islander liaison. And they it's funny because in the article they call it AAPI. So, to all my... People, listeners of Asian descent, Filipino, any anybody of Asian descent, how would you like it if I started calling you an AAPI? That's pathetic, right? And, and then again, why are we so focused on race? It is pathetic to me. I think the most qualified person should get the job no matter what they look like, okay? Says Dougworth Spokeman in a statement obtained by NBC News said that the senator appreciates Biden, the Biden administration's assurances that would do much more to elevate AAPI voices and perspectives at the highest level of government. Accordingly, she will not stand in the way of President Biden's qualified nominees, which will include more AAPI leaders, the statement reads. Hirono on Twitter announced, I welcome the appointment of a senior level White House liaison liaison to the AAPI community to further strengthen our voice. Now, why can't we all just be Americans? Did you know that America is the most racially diverse country in the world? Why can't we all just be Americans? And see, that's the, that's, I can't stand that. How we always separate each other based on race. See, that's just the, the division the government gives us. And people just eat it up. Like, oh, they're helping blacks, or they're helping whites, or they're helping Asians, or Mexicans. Shut up. That's so stupid. We're all Americans. Every person was made in the image of God. And I just want to put it out there that Maisie Hirono is the dumbest member of the United States Senate. Maisie Hirono of Hawaii is the dumbest member of the United States Senate. Just just look her up on YouTube. She's pretty dumb. I've literally met orangutans at the zoo who have a better sense of time and foreign policy than she does. So another thing I want to bring to your attention is that on official documents, you know how we always, you know, we always refer to the Trump administration, the Biden administration, the Obama administration, the Bush, the Clinton administration, the Kennedy administration, you know how it is. So now the Biden administration will not be called the Biden administration anymore. It'll be called the Biden-Harris administration. So I'm just going to come out here and say it. Joe Biden is going to be ousted as president. He's not going to be president for too much longer. I, Kamala Harris is going to be the president. That was their plan all along, to get Joe Biden to win and then to get him out of there so that Kamala Harris could be president of the United States, an unelected president. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, she I, I told you about her. She makes my skin crawl. She's disgusting. Uh, she reminds me of a tarantula. Uh, have you ever seen a wolf spider? That's pretty much what she reminds me of. 
And so when Joe Biden's ousted, I think that Joe Biden's going to be ousted uh, probably by Nancy Pelosi's uh, 25th Amendment proposal, in our, uh, she, the one that she made in October of 2020. So when when Kamala Harris becomes president, which she, I, I think she will. I'm, I, I, you know, this is just my theory here. I, I think she's going to become president. And who's going to be her VP? I mean, you know, the presidential line of succession says that the House, uh, the Speaker of the House would become the is third in line. So that would be Nancy Pelosi. But in my opinion, uh, I think that Kamala Harris is going to just name somebody up and name somebody. What if she named Michelle Obama? What would you think about that? She named Michelle Obama as her VP. And you know, when uh, Michelle Obama's named VP, maybe they'll even appoint Barack Obama to to the Supreme Court. Wouldn't that be funny? Anyways, I have an article here from a uh, website called rebelnews.com, and they cite the website Axios. So this pretty much comes from Axios. And Axios tells us that Biden held a secret meeting with historians, <laughs> quote, quote, historians, to discuss how fast is too fast to push through his agenda. And they may end the filibuster. You know, if you don't know what the filibuster is, the filibuster is the thing in the United States Senate where... If the majority tries to pass something, the minority can filibuster, which means that it would require a 60, 60 vote majority in order to pass policy. So as the Republicans are obstructing in the Senate, the Democrats are weighing the option of pretty much what is called the nuclear option, going through and killing the filibuster so that they can just ram through any policy that they want article reads president joe biden has signaled his, his support to end the filibuster in the senate which prevents either democratic or republican parties from pushing through proposed legislation with a simple majority axios reports that the democrat president held a secret meeting in the white house with quote historians unquote on how much of this agenda he could push through and how fast he could do it biden's intended changes would involve a complete overhaul of the united states he intends to push his agenda through while Democrats maintain full party control of Congress. His efforts have been preempted by comments made by Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who in November said that if Democrats took control of the House and Senate, the party would, quote, change America. It's actually a video where he actually said it like that. Goes on and says, the historian's views are pretty much in sync with his own. It is a time to go even bigger and faster than anyone expected. If that means chucking the filibuster and bipartisanship, so be it, the report said. People close to Biden tell us he's feeling bullish on what he can accomplish and is fully prepared to support the dashing of the Senate's filibuster rule to allow Democrats to pass voting rights and other trophy legislation for his party. So, secret meetings. Uh, as you folks know, I've, 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 said, I've said it many times that I think that you need opposition because if you're getting all this positive reinforcement from people who believe the same thing as you do, um, it can lead to bad things, even if, whether that positive uh, reinforcement is comes from a good idea or a bad idea. That is the danger of this. You know, if you are left-leaning and you are a uh, Democrat or a liberal, what if, because, you know, when Donald Trump was first elected in 2016, the uh, pretty much the Republican Party pretty much stormed and stormed through politically and took the House, Senate, and the White House. And that's to me, that's tend to that, that that's usually what goes on in history. Usually the usually the Democrats will slowly gain control over a while, 
kind of like in 2018, they won the House and things like that. Democrats will usually slowly gain control throughout history. And then when the country gets sick of that, they, usually the Republican Party usually storms back into power and takes everything back. It's happened multiple times in history. And then the, and then the country gets tired of the Republicans being the do-nothing Republicans that they are because, they let's be honest here, the Republican Party doesn't do anything. Uh, and then the country gets tired of them and they start to vote for the Democrat Party. So uh, there's the uh, reality of that. So yeah, you need you need somebody to tell you, hey, this idea you have, it's stupid. That's 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 what we need in our lives. We need somebody to tell us when our ideas are dumb or if we're gonna do something that's stupid. Now I told you this was coming. Didn't I tell you that they wanted to push assault weapons bans? Didn't I tell you that? I told you that in in, in previous videos. That's why I told you that the government has to create crises in order to have an excuse for stripping away our rights so that nobody will complain. Take 9-11, for example. Bush and them folks, they put it together, okay? They had to have an excuse to pass the Patriot Act. If you don't know what the Patriot Act is, go 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 read the Patriot Act. Go read that, okay? Because before 9-11, before you could just hop on a plane and go anywhere you wanted to go. So, I got an article here from the New York Post. It says, Biden calls to ban assault weapons in wake of Boulder, Colorado shooting. And I'm actually, I have some sign bites from people here who explain this a lot better than I do. So, I'm going to go ahead and read the article and play some sound bites for you folks. It says, a devastated President Biden said Congress should immediately take action to curb access to guns and ban assault weapons. As he spoke out on Tuesday on the deadly mass shooting at a Boulder, Colorado supermarket that left 10 people dead, including a police officer he hailed as an American hero. So now police officers are American heroes when it goes wrong, when it goes along with their agenda instead of uh, defunding them like they did in Portland. Isn't that gr that's great, right? It says the president called for legislation to curb gun violence one day after Ahmad Al Aliwi Alyssa, I'm probably butchering that name. He allegedly opened fire inside a King Soup King Super's grocery store, killing ten people, including a responding police officer, Eric Talley, before he was taken into custody. Teens have article says teens teens teen lives ten lives excuse me ten lives have been lost not teen, and more families have been shattered by gun violence in the state of Colorado, said Biden from the White House. Jill Biden Jill Biden the first lady and I are devastated. I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save lives in the future, he continued. And to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act, we can ban assault weapons with high-capacity magazines in this country uh, once again. So I'm going to go ahead and play some sound bites from some folks. Uh, first, I want to start off with Senator John Kennedy, who talks about uh, his take on the matter. Uh, freedom is risk. What we've got to concentrate on is how to control that risk. You're not going to stop the killings until you stop the killers. Um, but you, you don't stop drunk drivers by getting rid of all sober drivers, which is what many of my Democratic friends want to do with respect to the Second Amendment. In my judgment, we do not need more gun control. We need more idiot control. How do we do that? We've already tried. So then after that quote, he goes on to talk about how some of the Republicans had bills on the floor a couple of years ago to stop the uh, gun violence and things like that, that they were their ideas they were proposing. But here's my thing about that is that the Republicans had a majority in both houses of Congress and the White House. 
2017 until uh, 2019. So uh, you had two years and you didn't get it done. So the do-nothing Republicans strike again. Aren't they great? But you know, I just think it's funny how all this stuff is happening after the HR8 gun control bill was already made on Capitol Hill. I just find, find it funny how they make it and then all this stuff happens. It just, it just, it's just funny. You know, I told you folks that the shootings would happen. Prepare for even more. Because the media has to convince the public that we need assault weapons bans just, just to destroy the Second Amendment. Because, because remember, in history, dictatorships always take away the guns when they need to conquer a people. You think, you think in Nazi Germany, you think the people had guns? You think in communist China, the people had guns? You think the people in China right now have guns? You think the people in Venezuela and Russia have guns? You know, no. It, in World War II, there was a general. It might have been General Hirohito. I'm not sure if it was Hirohito, but it, they asked a general after the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor in the in, in, in the 1900s. They asked the Japanese, "Why didn't you invade the United States?" And they said, "Because the citizens have guns." So they would have to fight 300 million citizens plus the American military. That's the biggest military on the planet, okay? Ain't no stopping that. Now, next I have a soundbite from a gentleman by the name of Tim Poole. And he is a YouTuber that I have been watching for probably since about 2017. And he is a really, really smart guy. He, he uh, He's actually a social liberal, but he actually realizes and he actually uh, criticizes both parties. And uh, I think that, I really think that you folks should listen to Tim Poole on YouTube um, because he's a really, really smart guy. And he knows what he's talking about because he used to be a journalist himself, and now he does pretty much does independent journalism. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play his uh, a clip, one of the clips of his because he's a he's a really brilliant guy. And this clip here might be a little bit extended because he, I really want you to catch what he's saying because you know the guy's really really smart. So I'll go ahead and roll the clip. They put it on you to make sure you're not selling a gun to someone who's bad. And I'll point out the obvious: we have a background check system. You can go in. And they background check you. If that doesn't work, what are you proposing? Because you are not stopping the tide in this revolution. 3D printed guns are here. There is nothing you can do about it. What are they going to do? Ban 3D printers? Well, I want to show you. I'm gonna, I, I, I love talking about guns these days. Let me show you some guns. But let me talk about what Politico is saying, what, what Joe Biden is saying. Biden calls for federal assault weapons ban after Boulder shooting. The president has also urged the Senate to take up a pair of gun reform bills recently passed by the House, of which I think go a little bit overboard. But there's a, there's a good argument to be made here that, that I really do think we have to have. President Joe Biden on Tuesday called for a federal assault weapons ban and had strengthened and strengthened background checks for firearm sales in the aftermath of a deadly supermarket shooting in Boulder, Colorado, hoisting the contentious issue of gun reform among the White House's top legislative priorities. It's interesting that. We have tragic events happening in Chicago almost every weekend. It's only now they're bringing up these stories when we have these bills passing the House and making their way to the Senate. I think it's just people in the media are they ignore stories until it benefits them. That's the reality, because the truth is, unfortunately, gun violence is real. It's real. It happens all the time. And there are certain tragedies and atrocities that we've just seen recently. But man, just Google search it and you'll hear about all these different places you never knew. It's remarkable to me that liberals don't know or care about these other stories that probably would still benefit their cause. They don't care. The media focuses on what will shock and scare white suburbanite progressives. The same remarks delivered 
from the state dining room in, in the, uh, of the executive mansion. Biden demanded that the Senate quickly take action on two bills passed earlier this month by the House, which would expand background checks and close the so-called Charleston loophole. But the president went further. It's not a loophole. This is the stupidest thing. They call it loopholes. What they're basically saying, for the most part, when it comes to loophole, is that some states allow the private transfer of firearms. That when you, If you privately sell a weapon and you sell to a person who was not allowed to have it, you've committed a felony. It's already illegal. Okay, You can't do it. So you need to take those, take those active measures. What's the difference between that, I suppose, and the, the national inst, uh, instant criminal check system uh, going through an FFL or a store? I suppose the idea is then the FBI gets a chance to review the individual. But if you take reasonable precautions to avoid committing a crime, transferring weapon to someone who is, you know, shouldn't have one, I suppose the argument then is that people trust the government more than a private individual to do the background check. Okay, I understand that. It's still not a loophole. It's just not a law on the books. So you shouldn't call it a loophole. They do that to make it seem like people are getting away with something. Instead of saying, we propose new legislation that would change the way private sales happen in places like West Virginia and Wyoming, they say it's a loophole because they want to create this idea that it's already the standard that you can't do this but you can. So there you have that. So that's that thing on gun gun stuff. I know I have some folks uh, probably in the audience who are real big gun gun people. I have a friend, one of the, one of my best friends in life. His name is Todd. Todd got guns. Uh, yeah. And it's cool. <laughs> They're actually really, really cool. So moving on. I'm sure Todd will appreciate that but moving on I have, I have an article here from the epic times it says three fully vaccinated people three fully vaccinated hawaii residents test positive for covid19 says all three patients had received both doses of the pfizer biotech or moderna vaccines but they all they all experienced mild symptoms and did not appear to spread the disease to others covid19 vac here's a here's here's the kicker and the slapper for you Article says, COVID-19 vaccines don't prevent infection. Let me repeat that for you. COVID-19 vaccines don't prevent infections. However, they mitigate severe symptoms and lower the risk of hospitalization, health experts say. So this is what health experts are saying. Why am I going to take a vaccine that doesn't even stop me from getting COVID-19? Have you ever taken a vaccine for polio? I'm sure most of you have. Have you ever taken a vaccine for tetanus? I'm sure most of you have. And have you ever had polio or have you ever had polio or tetanus? I don't think you have. Maybe you did, maybe, but I seriously doubt it. Because polio's pretty much been eradicated. And then these they want us to believe that we have this is the worst pandemic on the planet. And these vaccines don't even prevent you from getting it. Didn't I tell you that the FDA on their PDF said that it's not proven? Didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you that the FDA on their PDF said that it's still in clinical trials? Didn't I tell you that in past episodes? You, 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 you tend to think that that your, your host, Will, might, might know a thing or two or, or three or ten, you know? So, there's that. You can take that how you will. Moving on. So... We got 21 states sue Joe Biden 
over the Keystone pipe, Pipeline revocation that killed 70,000 jobs. So if you didn't know, Joe Biden's first day in office, he signed, he uh, ended the Keystone Pipeline and it destroyed 70,000 jobs. Boom. Stroke of a pen. Gone. So we got 21 states suing in for that. That's almost half the country. I know some Canadians were pretty mad about that, especially in New Mexico, because that's where New Mexico gets a lot of their money. 14 states are also suing him for the pause of the use of public lands for drilling. So pretty much, I told you about how we were drilling offshore and in public federal lands for oil, natural gas, and things like that. Joe Biden stopped it, and I'm pretty sure I told you that earlier uh, in earlier episodes. Joe Biden stopped it, and 14 states are suing him over that because states like Louisiana, they need oil and coal because that's where their most of their revenue comes from. How are you just going to do this and kill their revenue? Come on. Can anybody defend this? Can anybody defend this? Is this a good policy? I don't think so. So, next thing is that we have the illegal immigrants are getting stimulus checks. You cannot be serious! And then, we have the president of Mexico blaming Joe Biden for the surge at the border, saying, article from the Epic Times says, President Andres Obrador said at a March 23rd press conference that Joe Biden has caused a surge at the United States-Mexico border. Border Patrol apprehended 100,000 illegal border crossers along the southern border in February. And that number reflects a 20, 28% increase over the previous month. Here's a quote from uh, Obrador. It says, Expectations were created that President Biden's government, that with President Biden's government, there would be a better treatment of migrants. This has caused Central American migrants and also from our own country to want to cross the border, thinking it is easier to do so. They see him as a, the migrant president, and many feel they're going to reach the United States. We need to work together to regulate, regulate the flow because this business can't be tackled from one day to the next. Now, if you know, I talked about in, uh, I think on Monday, excuse me, Tuesday, how Joe Biden's pretty much bringing back Donald Trump's policy after all the criticizing the policy was to have them wait in Mexico for their time to come to the United States. So then, you've probably seen it, but we have on Yahoo, article from Yahoo, tells us, New photos show migrants uh, migrants, in overcrowded border patrol facilities in Texas. So we have pictures of them in crowded, crowded pretty much what? Habitats or enclosures. Just the, the same thing that Donald Trump was crit criticized for, which is fine. You want to criticize Trump because Donald Trump is worthy of criticism. You want to criticize Trump for that? Fine. Criticize Joe Biden also. Because he's doing the same exact thing. I can't stand it. When people are sitting here being partisans. Just like, it's like Trump left the White House and all the people who got mad at Donald Trump for certain policies just went to sleep again. He went back and got in the bed. It's like you just don't even care anymore. Because you don't care about the party. You don't care about what they do. You don't care about the party. If a Democrat, like those, those people are like, oh, if the Democrat does it, it's okay. It's okay. He does it, it's okay. So you, you go ahead and look at that. Axios posts these photos. Look at the children in here. Just sleeping on nothing. There's not even enough beds for these folks. Come on. You know? How, how can we... We have to criticize both. You don't have to criticize one. That's that's total hypocrisy. We're not hypocrites here at Pursuit of Truth. We look at both sides. We also have a story that came out that says that the border agents were given a gag order to not even talk about the border. So they can't even talk about it. 
And then Joe Biden won't even allow camera crews at the border. Why? Why? Why is that? Wake up. Ask why. Just because the orange Hitler is gone doesn't mean we have to stop asking questions now. Okay? The orange bad fat man's gone. Okay? He's gone. Now, where, where's the accountability for this? Now, I have an article here from uh, Epic Tom that talks about a border agent, an exclusive article. The border agent gives an inside account of overcrowded facilities. And I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read this to you. This is what it says. It says, the family union holding cells smell like urine and vomit. Fights break out in the unaccompanied minor cells. Scabies, lice, and the flu and COVID-19 run rampant. Scabies, lice, and flu. That's crazy. Up to 80 individuals squeezed into 24 by 30 foot cells and there aren't enough mattresses for everyone. Sheets of plastic divide the rooms. I had a border, border Patrol agent quote here. says, any diseases that are in there, it's being kept in there like a Petri dish. The smell is overwhelming. Border Patrol agents on the front lines are getting so frustrated that they now risk that they are now risking their livelihoods to reveal what's going on in the illegal immigrant processing facilities. One or two agents are left to control 300 to 500 people during a shift. No agent wants to report physical or sexual assaults between the aliens because they'll get blamed for, quote, letting it happen. They're also forced to separate a child from an extended family member because he or she is not the biological parent. The number of unaccompanied minors, children under 18 who arrive, who arrive without a parent, is buckling the system. The law requires Border Patrol to prioritize unaccompanied minors and transfer them to the Department of Health and Human Services within 72 hours. It says a quote here. It says, we're getting them out of here quickly, as quickly as possible, but we are so overwhelmed right now. It's easy to get you. It's easy. It used to be easy to get them out in 72 hours. Not anymore. They're staying here for 10 or 12 days. It's horrible. So that there you go. There you go. You want to know what's going on at the border in these facilities? There you go. There you have it. You're welcome. Come on, let's criticize both sides. Don't be partisans. You know, to me, it's not a joke. But you know who it's a joke to? Whatever the variant is. Do you have plans to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have before, and I'm sure I will again. Yeah. One yeah, more question. Uh, on the, on there goes the vice president of the United States just laughing about it. If, if, if Donald Trump would have got out there and laughed about it, we all would have been giving him. We all would have been putting him through the ringer and criticizing him for that. You know, speaking of the laughing, somebody needs to tell these Hillary Clinton clones like Kamala Harris that it's not cute when you laugh in a serious situation. It's not cute. Where do they get this from? It's like people like Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris. You're disgusting. You're not cute. You look like a camel. You're not cute. And it's like, you, you get a serious question and you just laugh about it. It's disgusting. <laughs> You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I Somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack okay. has rated you as the most liberal senator. Let's talk about Peggy. You once Come again on. gave a non-answer. Joe Biden gave a non-answer. <laughs> trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And is that a socialist or progressive perspective? <laughs> no.
be important if you said the truth. Joe Biden said twice in the debate last week. That you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. How do you go from being such a passionate opponent? It was a debate. <laughs> Ron Gold has said that he is for the legalization of marijuana recreationally. Your thoughts on that? That he is entitled to his opinion. <laughs> so if it was legalized all throughout the country and <laughs> yeah. medicinal, would you, you know, do it? Listen, I think that it gives a lot of people joy and we need more <laughs> joy. <laughs> There's your vice president, folks. The person who no, the person who didn't even get any delegates in the 2020 presidential race. Wow, how about that? Well, that's pretty much all I have for you, great folks. This is my last segment of the week. I hope you enjoyed my segment from yesterday about uh, when AI first met you. I'm actually going to be doing part two. This was actually the first uh, episode I actually sat and recorded during this week because the first two I actually recorded on Sunday um, because there's nothing really going on Sunday Monday that's when I recorded both episodes and I just uh, I just had them scheduled so but uh, thank you so much for listening to all my new listeners thank you so much I appreciate you appreciate you all and to my old faithful listeners who have been here since episode one when I first started thank you so much for listening um, I love you all and I really mean it whenever I say I love you I'm thankful for you I'm thankful to be alive thankful that God sent his son. Thank you so much. I will see you next week back on Tuesday for the next news segment. You folks have a great evening, a great day, a great night, whatever you're doing, wherever you're going. And I'll see you next week.